negative because if I have pie in the sky ideas, but I can never bring them to fruition, I need people on my team and people around me who can understand, Anika, this is reality. We are so pleased to have Dr. Anika Davis back on the podcast for part two of our three-part series. In part one, we talked about innovative leaders and how do you know if you're an innovative leader. In this second section, we're going to address innovative companies. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. Thank you again, Scott, for having me. Um, So let's talk some more about innovation and what this looks like. And as we talked about in episode one, um, you know, people look at innovation in different ways. Some see it from the technical perspective. Others define it as new ideas, practices, and solutions. So the definition that we're going to use and we've been using for our conversation has been the ability to generate ideas, practices, and solutions to the problems and challenges that face us every day. So it's idea generation, problem solving. And what, what what would be maybe a telltale sign that your credit union is innovative? Wow. Okay. So let's talk about this because I was, you know, doing some thinking about this. So all of us, one of the things, Scott, that we talked, you know, in preparation for these conversations was PESTLE, where we have the environmental factors that impede or come at us each and every day. I'm sure many of your listeners, they're familiar with the SWOT analysis and you have your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and your threats. And what does that look like? So for credit unions, it's so important for us that we understand all of the factors that not only come at us, but also can either help or impede our decision-making. So when we think about PESTA, like the political, we have the environmental, we have the social, we have the technological and the legal and then the environmental, all these different factors are coming at us. So at some level, whether we think of innovation as the pie in the sky, definition of new technology, new equipment, remember, we're just scaling it back to new ideas and challenges. And regardless of how you go about solving those problems, every organization, credit union or not, we have those each and every day. The question becomes, how do we form the appropriate teams as an organization to solve for those problems that come at us? So would you say that the organization's level of innovation has to do with the makeup of its innovative parts? Or is there a piece of organizational culture where we can implant innovation as a structure system? And regardless of who we hire, we have an innovative company. Yes, most definitely. You took the words out of my mouth. So organizational culture is one of my things that, again, I just totally geek out on. So when I partner with organizations, the first thing I'm going to ask you about, what is your vision? You know, what is your mission? You know, what are your values? And it's great, you know, working with CEOs and senior leadership that they know it. But if I went to employee Joe Smith in XYZ department, would he know it? Would he understand what that means? Because if Joe knows it, then Joe can live it out in his preferred style. And he's able to replicate what's expected for the culture. So if your organization has a culture where it's like new ideas are not accepted, your department, so leaders out there where you have your own department, if every time Jane comes to you and she has an idea of, hey, have we thought about doing something different? And you're like, no, we've always done it this way. 
You are setting the stage and the tone that we don't like new ideas, that we're not open to change. Change can be so scary. I know we've all probably read the book or heard of the book, Who Moved My Cheese? But think (laughs) about credit unions, right? Think about credit unions and how our footprint has shrunk over the years and how we have to continue to try and adapt. It's not that we're trying to become a bank. It's not that we're trying to change people helping people. We're not trying to move away from how we were founded and why we were founded. What we are realizing is we have to make some changes that are vital to our survival in order for us to continue to be successful and retain the existing sex. We talked about that previously. Many of us started off with the designated set groups, whether it was linked to an industry, a community, whatever the case may be. Now we're finding that if we've gone community or we haven't gone community, how are we seeking to retain those we have that we started with who've been with us 20, 30, 40 years, but then also attract new ones because growth is vital to our survival. So every day, Scott, we're being challenged to be creative and come up with ideas of attracting new members, your marketing team. And it's not just the marketing team that can be creative. You can have people in audit who can be creative, right? You can have people in IT who are creative. So we really have to just work together to come up with those new ideas. So you're a doctor. If I go to the doctor, uh, they, they're going to take a blood test. They're going to you know, use a compression cuff and look at my nose and ears. And I don't think you do that for credit unions because that'd be kind of awkward. I kind of uh, do, but you know, in a different way. <laughs> yeah. So tell me the different way which you would assess uh, in a, an innovation level if you were to scale it you know, zero to 10, how, how would you go through that assessing of a credit unions organization as innovative or not innovative? Yeah. So just in conversation, let's talk about the first non-technical conversation about the one of the things that I always start off with is let's have a conversation. I love interviewing and having conversations about your culture, your vision, your mission and values. Thinking back to what we spoke of a few moments ago, if I talk to the CEO and the CEO knows the vision, mission and values, amazing. But if Timmy, who works in XYZ department, has never heard of it before, then there's an opportunity there. The technical way, of course, to measure innovation, of course, would be using that KAI, that Adaption Innovation Inventory. Because you may think, or you might think, Scott, oh, I'm more this, I'm more adapter, I'm more innovator. And sometimes folks are surprised when they take the assessment to learn more about what they actually and where they land on the scale. Yep. So Dr. Anika Davis is available to do that KAI, uh, the adaptive uh, inventory of your uh, organizations. Uh, In the show notes, we're going to put the website to be able to contact her and teaser. We're going to give something away in the third iteration of this three-part series. Uh, Stay tuned to find out more. Thanks, Dr. Anika Davis. We'll We'll see you next time on the Leadership Podcast.